Fourth and finally, not only are we given this great promise, we are promised this great possession. And it's the last words of the verse. The greatest possession, number four, is eternal life. As you heard in the kids, no, you didn't hear in the kids lesson. Ha, you skipped the kids lesson. Well, there was an awesome kids lesson this morning about heaven that you didn't get to see. But what the video told, and I'm going to tell you now, is that heaven is a place of no pain. Eternal life with God in heaven is a place of no sin. It's a place of no sadness. It's a place of no hurting. It's a place, certainly, of no death. It's a place where all the good things that we experience now, but come up a little short, are perfectly experienced in heaven. It is a place where all of God's family, just like we are a family, it is a place where all of God's family, from every tribe, tongue, and nation, will gather together forever. Every believer who has passed away before us that we miss and we long to see again, they are there looking forward to seeing you as much as you are looking forward to seeing them. But the best part about heaven ever, the best part about eternal life is that you will see the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. That we will be in the presence of God fully in a way that our feeble minds cannot fully grasp eternal life for forever, for all time. That's why when we sing Amazing Grace, it says, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing his praise than when we first begun. We're gonna be there a long time. The quantity of years is going to be for forever with eternal life. But this is something I had not thought about before as I was studying John chapter 17 came to mind. And it reminded me that it is a quality of life. Eternal life, it is a quality of life now before it will ultimately be a quantity of life. What do I mean? Let me read John chapter 17 and verse 3 to you. It's defining eternal life. It says this, this is eternal life that they know you, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That's eternal life. Not just that it lasts forever in heaven, not just everything I described, but it begins, eternal life begins when you believe. You understand that? The moment we move from condemned sinner to justified believer, the moment that we believe, we have begun in that moment to enter into eternal life. Yes, life is hard. Yes, this world is sinful and broken, and it will continue to be hard. But if you are saved by Jesus, eternal life has begun now. That is the greatest possession, eternal life, that begins the moment that you believe and has no end. See, there is only only eternal life and eternal death. There is no in-between. There is no third option. And yet so many of us will say to these realities, will say to the scripture, and will say to the God that they believe exists, let me think about it. Let me think about it. I'm not really ready yet. Let me pray about it. I'll come back to that. But the Bible doesn't say think about it. The Bible doesn't even say pray about it. The Bible says believe. 
with the greatest simplicity, it says, believe. It says now. Mark chapter 1, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. 2 Corinthians 6, 2, now is the day of your salvation. Now is the day of your salvation. And so the scripture this morning, the spirit of God says, if you have never believed today, is the day to believe. Young and old, from every tribe, tongue, and nation, believe today. Many of you have heard of the famous evangelist Dwight L. Moody. Dwight L. Moody launched a series of revival meetings in Chicago in the late 1800s. It was, in fact, it was October 8th, 1871, which is actually 149 years ago this week. 149 years ago this week. And at that service, he preached from Matthew chapter 27, verse 22, which says this, What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Christ? What shall I do then with Jesus? That's the question, isn't it? What do I do with Jesus? And Moody said, this is a quote from his sermon, I wish you would take this text home with you and turn it over in your minds during this week and next Sabbath. We will come to Calvary and the cross and we will decide what to do with Jesus of Nazareth. He later wrote of that day, that sermon, that moment, he said, that was the biggest mistake of my life. Why? Even as they sang their final hymn, historians have written, even as they sang their final hymn, fire engines began to sound on the street on their way to what history would record as the great Chicago fire. That very night, Moody's church was burned to the ground It is estimated that over a thousand people died, perished, all over the city in the days ahead, and that very likely many who were in the room under his preaching and teaching that night that they passed away in that fire. Guys, the gospel is not for another time. It's not something to think about, to ponder, to come back to. It's not something to hesitate on. The good news of the gospel is for today. It is for now, and it is to believe. Today is the day to believe. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, you, you're a part of the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. 